Welcome to Elaine's Kitchen Table. This is where we share tips about business and parenting. Being a mom of three, CEO of the award-winning company Easy Daisy's speaker and educator, you're going to learn the tips and secrets of successful and incredible people. Elaine wants you to be inspired, challenged, and motivated, and that person you want your kids to grow up to be. This is Real Talk for Real Life. Hi, welcome to Elaine's Kitchen Table, where we talk about how to create better, how to create better family, health, business, and self. And and I, I joke about this because people are always saying, well, why is self last? Self is never last. Self is first. I just say it that way because it rhymes. <laughs> that's, that's seriously why. But I am so excited about my guest today. I had the honor of meeting this beautiful human, this powerful, strong human when we shared a virtual stage recently at a women's conference, we were both the, the keynote speakers and her story shook me and, and I'm sure anybody else who is listening and I cannot wait to share her story with you. She is an entrepreneur. She is a mom. She is so many things, but she is primarily a, a mental health advocate and I cannot wait to share her with you. You know that, the Canadian Mental Health Association will say that one in five Canadians will experience personally a mental health problem. In the U.S., it's about one in four. And studies will show that about by the time you hit 40, about 50% of people who have hit 40 will have experienced a mental health issue or problem. And, you know, <clears throat> there's this article that's written by two doctors <clears throat> in Minnesota which share that about 50 to 80%, and it may have changed by now, uh, 50 to 80% of women in their pregnancy will experience a mental health issue. And of that group, as high as 24% of them, almost a quarter of them will experience postpartum, uh, postpartum depression. But studies will also show that it's not just women who are affected. Men and women may experience postpartum depression. And these are all real issues, whether you're a man listening or a woman listening. The more we educate ourselves, the more we can come alongside other people and support them or be there for them in some way. And my guest today is Yelda Kazemi, whom I'm just so excited to have here joining us. And her story, as I said, will move you. So get ready for that. She is a mom. She is the founder of Style Esteem Inc., where she is a wellness and policy consultant, and she's the author of an incredible book, uh, incredible book that I cannot wait to pick up. It's called Unapologetic Truths, The Realities of Postpartum We Don't Talk About. She is a mental health advocate, speaker, and stylist. I, that's, why, that's what I said, speaker and stylist. And her personal experience with postpartum mental illness has led her on a mission to be the voice for those who suffer in silence. And she wants to raise awareness and break those stigmas associated with mental health. And I just want to say, Yelda, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. It is such an honor to be here on your podcast today. It was such an honor to meet you. I can't wait for the day I can meet you in person. We're going to go eat. <laughs> yes, yes, we will. <laughs> and maybe throw in some, you know, shopping and fashion or somewhere in there as well. <laughs> okay, I would love that. I would love that. I 
barely shop now and it's so funny when I get that rare moment to actually go shopping, which is usually by accident, you know, when you're running small businesses, have three children, and it's like shopping. Okay, well, I just found myself in this store and then I, I'm there by myself. So I'll get the person who works there to be my friend. <laughs> I'll say, can you just come and look at these outfits? And then she will pick it out for me. I'm like, honesty is the best policy, please. Don't tell me I look good in something that I don't. <laughs> and it's so much fun, but I would love to go with you. <laughs> I would love that. It would be fun. <laughs> now you have, there's so much I want you to share, but let's just touch on just who you are. Tell us a little bit about you, Yolda. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you covered a few of the points in terms of the career, what I am. I'm an I'm a author, I'm a speaker, a policy and wellness consultant. I do a lot of advocacy for mental health. I'm a stylist. Um, I'm a daughter, I'm a sister, you know, I'm a friend to, to many folks. Um, I'm Persian by background. I've grown up in Canada most of my life. And yeah, I'm just someone who um, had a new founding for life after going through the experience that I did. And I just kind of look at life as, uh, as an opportunity to be happy and, and live, you know, and, and be grateful for having even the littlest things like family and friends and support and the opportunity to have the ability to think and do the things that I've always enjoyed again. So I don't know. I'm just, I'm a little bit of everything. I refuse to just be labeled into being one type of thing or person or job or, you know, because I think all of life's experiences has given me experiences and knowledge in different areas. And I like to combine them all. So I, I guess the best way to say I'm eclectic, whether it's in my, I love it. In my fashion choices and all of it, I'm an eclectic person. I, I love it. I love it. I, I want you to, I'm throwing this at you. Tell us something that most people don't know about you. Um, something very random. It is completely un- unhelpful and useless, but I can uh, write and read and talk backwards. Which is what? So unhelpful. I don't know what it actually does. But- what does that mean? Tell me. Talk backwards. Do it right now. Go. So, um, like, for example, uh, I am, well, like, I would say... Uh, yeah, my Like I would just no. read it. I could say things backwards really quickly. <laughs> kind of tell me what you want me to say. No way. Okay, that is skill. That is skill. You've heard it here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you know, talking backwards. Oh my goodness. Is this like a special language you share with your child? <laughs> uh, no, you know what? I just, I remember starting it honestly in junior high when you're not supposed to be passing notes with your friends and you don't want to get caught. And I just started to write it backwards to my friends. And then I thought, I don't know why, but my brain can quickly pick up on on talking backwards, reading backwards, writing backwards. I don't know. It's just I and I always tell people I'm backwards. I've always felt like I'm that is awesome. Something somebody else finds easy, I find difficult, and vice versa. So I'm like, maybe it's just I'm hardwired that way. I love it. I love it. I think someone from the government's gonna hire you to <laughs> be a spy. I don't know. Oh my goodness. Okay. Now you know, people look at you, they look at your incredible social media. I, it's just beautiful. And they think, okay, well, how did this person become who she is? Is there something that happened in your youth or childhood, a story that you could think of an instance that kind of you think, okay, that's exactly who I am still. Was there something that shaped who you are that you can think of that happened in your younger years? 
Yeah, I mean, there's there's lots of things, right? And there's a lot of components from my youth that has shaped me to who I am. Obviously, um, growing up in in a poor poor environment, growing up underprivileged, like a lot of that taught me a lot about resiliency, which I think is why I'm able to do what I do now and be the person that I am. But one specific example was around the area of thinking outside the box, so the creativity that I think I have. Um, I remember being younger and it was this era of where these windbreaker tracksuits from Adidas and Nike and stuff were all in and the high top shoes were all in. And I remember my, my parents couldn't afford to get them and bless them. They worked so hard to provide for me and my sisters and give us a good life. But they just, you know, they were new to the country and, and just couldn't. And so I remember I, I really badly wanted a pair of Adidas shoes and we couldn't afford them. But we found a pair of um, neon pink, very similar to the color I'm wearing today, actually, um, high top runners and I thought oh I wish you know I could afford Adidas and then one day I remember just thinking well why don't I draw the Adidas symbol with white out and I mean sorry Adidas please don't sue me back in the day didn't know about copyright but that's what I did is I drew the symbol onto my shoes and I thought whatever this looks cool enough it's kind of close enough to what you know these these runners would be and and that kind of taught me that if you can't get something the way exactly as you want, come up with another solution. And, and I watched my mom do that a lot, right? I watched my mom take one garment or a piece that she wasn't going to wear as much or that had been worn out. And she would take pieces from it and like say she would take bejeweled pieces and then put it on a shoe and like, you know, add it to a shoe and then add some other piece. And I I just watched as she kind of made so many amazing things out of this one thing that was no longer able to be used in an, in order to kind of have have that fun and have fun with fashion and with life in a circumstance where she couldn't afford mm-hmm. to just go readily get it. it. And so it it just taught me how to think outside the box, I think, and to be resilient. And and it still continues with me to this day. I love it. I love it. Think outside the box, right? Find a way to make it work for you. And I love that, right? Who cares what other people think? Like you. You have to feel good about it. And I, I really appreciate that. And and I know that you are the mental health advocate. And I cannot wait to share your story. And I want to touch on some lighter things first. And I know that, you know, like when people look at your Instagram, they're going to say, oh, my gosh, she is a style guru. And I know that's not your focus anymore. But I do have to ask some questions because I know people will ask me to ask you. So I kind of say, what? What is a, like, what would you say are five style must knows for that woman or mom or dad who's listening, who's like feeling frumpy and wants and want to feel fabulous? What are five strategies or tips that you have? Go sure. For it. And I mean, I mean, thank you. I appreciate that. I, I try to kind of have some fun with the style component more on my on my social media. Um I guess there, there's two parts to it. So I'm going to throw in some things that are more mental health related and some things that are more actual style related. And the reason is I always merge both. I refuse to just talk about one or the other. I love that. Good, good. Um, so one of the first things I would say, and especially given COVID and all the work at home and all of that, I'm a huge proponent of getting dressed up anyway and using fashion as a mood booster. In fact, that's something I talk about in my book. It's something I do in my work. And it's because... I used it in my personal experience to overcome um, my anxiety and depression and all of that. And I'll allude to that more when we talk about my story. But um, I, during all of this whole lockdown and everything that happened, I made it a point to try to get dressed at least every single day if I could. And on the days when I was just like, okay, I just want to be in comfy clothing, I would 
to put some bright lipstick on or something to just uplift because I find there's a huge mood boosting component to it. And, and I think, you know, um, yes, yes. Studies will show that if you get dressed up, like get out of your pajamas, hundred percent. It's just, there's lots of studies to show it increases your motivation. It increases, you know, um, Uh, confidence that helps even increase work productivity there's studies to to kind of align all of that and it just helps your mood and for me personally I I explain to people that it's not just a mood booster by virtue of just boosting your mood quickly but it's all the internal things it does for you for example as someone who's going through a mental illness if you're uh, going through the experience you know that you kind of feel like you've lost control of your of your thoughts or you've kind of lost a sense of control of yourself and this is one the external is one really easy way to regain that sense of control until the mind starts you know allowing you to regain control in that area as Mm. well so it's a it's a really positive reinforcer so the first thing I would say is on your lowest mood days make the most effort to actually get dressed up and do something uh to help yourself in that regard yeah so the more you don't want to do it you definitely should do it yes yes because it actually like I've used this even to this day on a day when I'm having an extra stressful day I wear things that will make me feel more uplifted wow yeah Um, The other I would say is understand your body shape and don't dress for trends, but dress for your shape, because often people will sometimes uh, go to to a store and see something on a mannequin and they're like, oh, I would love to wear that. And then they put it on and the typical self-defeating conversation occurs in the mirror, right? If it doesn't work for their shape, they're like, oh, I've put on weight. I've lost weight. I don't feel good. I feel ugly. I don't feel nice in this. And meanwhile, it's, it's not you. That's the problem. It's the type of garment cut you're, you know, you're picking. Like sometimes a certain cut is meant for a certain body shape on a shape better. As I said to you before we recorded, you will never find me in a crop top. (laughs) Likewise. (laughs) So, so yeah, like, you know, it's, it's a huge confidence booster when you realize what cuts work for what shape. Because then you don't feel so defeated when you look in a mirror and realize, oh, these jeans look awful. I can't wear jeans. Meanwhile, it's like, it's not the jeans. It's just the cut of jean. That specific cut isn't as flattering for you as maybe this other cut would be. So that, that's a that's brilliant. Yeah. Don't dress for the trend, dress for your body shape. For your body shape. Absolutely. And this, this applies for, for men as well. So just kind of understanding what, what your shape is helps you make the right cut choices and style choices for your body. Um, the other that I would say for the ladies, I always get asked, um, what is a style that kind of works for everybody? And I would say a wrap style. So whether it's a wrap top, a wrap style dress, I particularly always, I'm a huge proponent, proponent of uh, wrap style dresses. It's universally. I love that. I I love wrap dresses and wrap tops. They're beautiful and they work on all the body shapes. And the only caveat to that would be the height of it. So if you're someone who's more petite, you know, you want to avoid a super maxi wrap dress, maybe do like a midi length so that you still uh, preserve some length with your legs and the fabric doesn't consume you. But other than that, I find the wrap style is is beautiful, universally flattering. I love, 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 love. Is there one for men that you Um, recommend? Probably not a wrap style dress. (laughs) Not a wrap style dress. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to think. I usually honestly do more work in the area for for women than I do. I'm not as like just as strong with style for menswear. So um, I would just say the biggest tip for menswear is just dress shirts that actually fit properly in the neck and fit properly in the arms because 
I mean, men are a little bit more limited with, with what they have for style choices. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's not so much necessarily the style of the garment, like a dress or whatever. It's more so the fit of the, absolutely the blazer. If it's a, you know, top, if it's even a t-shirt, you want something that works for your particular mm-hmm. figure. It, it fits, you know, the shoulders properly, things like that, because that can that make sense. any style be off-putting if that part is not correct. No, that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. And, Go ahead. Um, let's see. The fourth one is I'm, I always tell people try to put some color on somewhere because there's a whole psychology behind color. Colors can, different colors can elicit different types of emotions in us, different types of moods in us. And so I'm a huge proponent of try to incorporate color somewhere if you can, because of the mood boosting properties Mm. of it. I do understand some people just really don't like color and prefer neutrals. In that case, I always say, you know what? jazz it up with some color, whether it's a lipstick, it's an accessory, um, it's a shoe, you know, it's a sock gentlemen. Like, I mean, anything can happen, right. If you Mm -hmm. don't feel comfortable on the, on the body wearing it, find a way to add some color in there somewhere. It's just, it's just a good, good pop of mood boosting. Um, I love it. That's awesome. Do you have a favorite color to wear? Uh, the green, obviously (laughs) green is what I normally tend to wear. So yeah, I love that. Well, you're stunning in pink right now. Thank you. Thank you. I just, I just love bright colors in general. Right. I absolutely, well, I could see that it's, I think two times I've seen you, you're in bright colors. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. And number five, number five, I would say this one, I'll actually give a a piece uh, uh, of style advice, which is have a medium to light wash denim jacket and a pair of white sneakers. Um, I say that because those are the two staple pieces for converting anything dressy into a more casual everyday kind of look. So you can even take, for example, um, right now, slip dresses are really in, or even if you want to wear something metallic, I love wearing metallic during the day because there's a misconception. You can only wear it at night. It's not true. So I will put on a metallic skirt with a t-shirt and a denim jacket and white runners. And, you know, it feels fun. That sounds amazing. I don't think I owned anything metallic. <laughs> I did when I was like in high school. I remember like I had to perform on a like sing or something, and I had like a gold dress. Like I would not wear a gold dress today, but maybe I could. But maybe it's not what I feel comfortable in right now. But I love that. Okay. Yeah. And you know what? Comfort level can be built. I always tell people, like sometimes people will say, well, I can't wear what you wear. And and you don't have to, right? I always used to tell clients that you don't have to wear what I wear. You have to wear what you're comfortable in. But on the occasion, you take that little bit of a risk bit by bit. So, you know, if you're not comfortable with metallics, that's totally okay. Try one other piece that, for example, you would normally wear either to the office or to a party or something where it's more of a dressy typical piece. Mm -hmm. Throw on a you know, denim jacket with it, a pair of white sneakers, or even a white t-shirt and automatically you can use it in a different environment. Right. I love it. I love that. Okay. I'm actually going to ask one more style question and then we're going to go into your story. Okay. Because you touched on this, about having a denim jacket and white sneakers, I was going to ask you what are five things everybody should have in their closet. Okay. So one, I would say good pair of jeans, a pair of jeans that fits flattering, I'm not talking about the fun ones with the rips and things like that. I'm talking about a medium to dark wash jean that you can dress up, you can dress down and is suitable for your body shape. So different cuts obviously work better for different shapes. White sneakers I already talked about. 
Um, I still, I also think having a denim jacket would be great. And again, I would say either medium to dark wash so that you can kind of dress it up or down. Um, you'd want to have a good structured blazer. Um, I would just say probably stick to like a neutral color, like a black or a gray mm-hmm. or maybe uh, a beige, something like that. And the reason is it's really easy to dress it up and Versus down. Well. Can, yeah, absolutely. Right? It's perfect. You can totally dress it up and down. Oh, and I know. You could throw it on top of like a summer dress or like with jeans and a t-shirt and I'll dress it up quick. 100%. 100%. You can wear it in so many different ways. You can wear it by itself and belt it and kind of have a more deep V and wear it with a cute pair of pants or a skirt or whatever for like a date night out. I mean, there's so many ways to convert it, layer things with it. Um, the other it. thing I would say is I already talked about the wrap dress. I just think a, a wrap style dress um, or top, if you're not into dresses, is just something that's very flattering on everyone. And again, something easy that can be dressed up and down. You can wear a cute wrap dress that you would dress up to go to an event or a party or even for work with pumps or whatever, you can put on that denim jacket and a white pair of runners and then wear it out running errands with the kids or going going somewhere, right? If you just want to feel a little bit more sassy. That is awesome. Okay, I'm going to have to go and buy a, a pair of white sneakers now. <laughs> my 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 18-year-old daughter would just love everything you just said. She's saying like, Aww. check, check, check. She's like, I have everything except for the wrap dress. I love it. <laughs> And I can't even borrow her things because she is tiny. So too bad. I have to buy my own shoes. <laughs> She's like my family. So, so secret. I have a problem with shoes. And I mean, I'm, I'm a hoarder in that regard. I've been collecting since I was like in my teens and refused to get rid of so I have, I have amassed probably over a couple hundred pairs of shoes easily. What? Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it's a problem. I know it's a problem, but I just, I love them. And I, I get so much joy out of oh, there you go. fun shoes, but my mom and sisters, none of them are the same size as me. Those three are all similar shoe size, except for me. And they're all like, I hate this. I hate this. None of us can even benefit from this issue you have because we can't wear anything. Yes, none of them can enjoy your hundreds of pairs of shoes. Oh, dear. Wow. I want to see a picture later. <laughs> and, you know, I, I, I'm loving how you tie in mental health with what you wear and your style. And I guess, hence the name of your company, uh, Style Esteem. And I love that. How did you name your business? Yeah. So it was actually, um, before I started the the company, my sisters and I had a fashion blog together. And that was kind of just to give me the the boost to be able to put myself out there. Because Mm -hmm. as much as it's funny, I do public speaking all the time. I'm a very extroverted, outgoing person, but I'm actually quite shy. Um, so it was it was a big uh, thing for me to put myself out there. And so my sisters and I decided let's do this blog together. And, you know, it's not just one of us being out there alone and, and, and feeling everyone just kind of staring, right? The social media world staring. And uh, once my youngest sister decided she kind of wanted to go out and go back into doing more schooling and things like that, my middle sister and I were thinking, okay, let's just continue this work together. And she's the one that came up with the name. One day we were just brainstorming and my sister Ida came up with it and she said, well, you always want to combine style with mental health. Why don't we just come up with a name that combines both? And that's where it was born. Wow. Wow. And wow. And I want to jump into this. I want to jump into your book and your book is basically sharing your incredible story. And I I know that we're going to have all of the, um, where to find you in our links and where to find the book in our links. 
I love how Yelda mixes mental health and fashion. And it makes so much sense because you feel so confident when you wear something you love. Now, you do not want to miss part two where we talk about more serious matters. And I assure you that Yelda has a story that you do not want to miss. Stay tuned for part two.